Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Trumpet Podcast for Saturday the 20th of February 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. I'm Gordo No Surname. Hello. How's it going? Good. Enjoying a lovely grapefruit before this podcast. It was great. Oh, I know. You're a serial killer. That's, that's what we've figured out. Men who slice. Serial killer of your fucking value bet, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also fine. Um, I, I, I was like trying to get a bit of avoidance in there and not have to look at my banker to kick us off, but I might as well just batter straight in because the, the sooner I get out of the way, the better our podcast looks because it kind of goes in and up, up, upward trajectory the minute we get that out of the way. Um, I've done the one thing I've been critical of used doing, and it's betting on Rangers games. <laughs> Rangers were at home to Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock had lost their previous four away games 2-0, so I naturally took Rangers minus a goal. Rangers won 1-0. Rangers were dreadful. Rangers are like... This, this, this title is being in a car going downhill and just in neutral, just letting it coast. Huh? Not using any... Not using nope. anything. No effort. Because you're so far ahead that it's not it's, a problem. I know, but mate, it is a problem when you're coming up for European games and you can't get going for a commander mm-hmm. game. But to be fair, Joe Rebo should have scored clean through and goal in the 85th minute. And we wouldn't even be having this discussion. But I'd be lying if I said the second goal was ever coming. I was amazed we even got the one. So I was happy for a personal point of view that we even won. But aye, the banker bet was brutal. I am not going in Scotland for a banker ever again. And I'm definitely not betting on Rangers. Never. See you in three weeks when you're back in Motherwell. No, no chance. No chance. <laughs> Against Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think there'll be over eight goals in this game. <laughs> um, yeah, ah, well, we, we got past it. Yeah, my banker was fine. It was Mitchell and against Horizons. It was a, a 1 0 win. It was reasonably comfortable, but you always want the second goal. Uh, but it wasn't necessary on this occasion. Is that Horizons? Is that Horizons back to back defeats on our podcast now? Yes, they're, they're, ah. horrend- they're horrendous. They have six points from 16 league games all season. That is enjoyable. I'm excited to talk about a team that I've identified for this week having six points from more than 16 league games. So I found a, I found a Dutch Horsens um, and my, I, I, my banker came in quite comfortably. I had Monaco versus Lorient to be over 1.5 goals. It was over 1.5 goals, fairly sharpish. And Monaco actually drew the game to each. Lorient have picked up um, some decent points against uh, good opposition now. So they look to be on, doing a bit of a turnaround anyway. But um, yeah, it was always coming. It's... Watching what I watched the entire game, there were so many people clean through and goal. They just don't care about defending. It's great. Yeah, I was very wrong about that game because Lorient <coughs> were, were leading till late on, and I, I honestly felt that was a, an absolute pumping. But, but they they get the goals. The, yeah, they got the goals. Um, over to the values. My value is in La Liga. I backed Athletic Madrid to beat Granada away at 4 5, so almost even money. The reverse had been 6 1. Athletic Madrid won 2 1 which ruined my prediction of a comfortable 2-0. And it was coasting towards that. 
until I deflected goal for Granada. But I played it Madrid basically went on the park and scored within 60 seconds. So see if I could check out those two goals the other way around. They would they, the Granada goal wouldn't have came. They just mm. got it early. They were pummeling them, man. But in the end, I'm glad it just came in because I was backing it as well in play when it was uh, when the minute went one each, I went back on Atletico Madrid. Nice. Um, my value pick lost. It was Everton versus Fulham. Fulham won 2 0. And at no point in this game did Fulham not look like they were going to win. Even in the opening 10, even in the opening 10 minutes, they were much better. Everton were rotten. And that's twice now in a couple of months, certainly, that I've had Everton as a pick and they have been dreadful. Like not, not just they've lost a close game, but it looked like they were at least a division below the team they were playing. And Fulham aren't good. Um, so that was, a, that was a bad pick for me. And Everton are uh, I'm not going near them. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch them ever again. They need to be getting close to that, that cunt list pretty quickly. And uh, my value pick went exactly the way John said it would. Yeah, it uh, did. Um, it couldn't, add- John, you could, I, I re-listened to, your, to the words you said on last week's show during this game just to see what it was you, you said. And it was <laughs> on the money to the letter. Yeah. So Stuttgart, Stuttgart uh, got a goal uh, early on. Uh, sorry, late on in the first half. Uh, they scored in 45 minutes and Hertha um, never went away um, and got a goal from a 17-year-old starter who came on two minutes before. Uh, this was um, Nets who scored in the 82nd minute and after that, Stuttgart didn't look like getting a, a goal back and Hertha were quite comfortable with. And that way with two teams that basically just agreed on after that goal went in <laughs> I don't want to lose anymore, and I certainly Hertha were like gaining this was an advantage anyway. Um, For effort, Hertha. I've watched a couple of their games now, like recent games. They're not great, but they put in so much effort. They like, press. even even if even if they're two 0 down, they'll play as if like it's the last five minutes and they and they're trying to hold on to a nil nil. They just don't give up on anything, and it, it makes them really difficult. Because if the score is one nil. There's always the chance they'll get a deflected goal or just you know a goal from it, nothing. It or wasn't take even the a goal one from opportunity to get. It was yeah. They just they just took a took yeah. a, a good chance they had. Anyway, really disappointed with that because um, that was the first game that led down the mega coupon, I think because I think we'd been three in by then, hmm. um, which was a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, John was correct. I was not. And that was where my picks ended because my outsider and charity were both in the Australian A-League and because somebody coughed, the whole country went into lockdown and games were cancelled. So none of my games went ahead in the A-League, which, which really ruins my whole weekend, as everyone knows, because my Friday morning, Saturday morning and Sunday morning are all kicked off by watching about 400 goals spread over two games. <laughs> Nine, over, over 10 minutes. I'm talking about lots of goals over 10 minutes. My outsider sailed in. Leicester versus Liverpool. Leicester were 13-5 to um, and they won 3-1. All three goals coming in the last 12 minutes um, when that first one went in. Liverpool just fell to absolute pieces. I could, I, I was I was sort of watching the game um, and looking at the updates as it went along in terms of odds. Leicester were 40-1 to with about, I don't know, 20 minutes to go or something like that, 15 minutes to go. Um, and they were decisive. That's that's what that's what Leicester do. Um, bit concerned for Liverpool, really. Um, I didn't expect them to crumble quite so easily after, especially after after taking the lead. 
Um, there's a lot of controversial VAR things in that game as well, uh, which opens up a whole different conversation. But a 13-5 to outsider being the first thing that happened at the weekend was glorious. Did you get a wee early payout in that as well, Andy? Technically. Technically, yes. <laughs> and they went through um, one up. Early I'll, I'll, talk you through, I'll talk you through how I interacted on that game. Was yeah, that I, know. Really, I was only watching that. It wasn't, it wasn't a great game. So I was no. only watching that for your bet. So Liverpool go one up, and Liverpool had been the much better side without mm-hmm. fighting too much. So I was do what I usually do, see what I do when I watch a Celtic game. I watch it until Celtic take the lead and go, nah, no for me anymore. So I turned, I turned over to watch the Nottingham Forest-Bournemouth game, which was 0-0 at the time, and I thought, this will be a good end to the game. Bournemouth are normally quite good to watch. Jonathan Woodgate's just taken over. And then I started getting notifications from you about Leicester being at 40-1, and I was like, nah, that's not relevant, I'm just from 1-0 down though. And then my cousin, who's a Liverpool fan, going, what the fuck has happened to Alisson? Yeah. At this point, I turn over and it's already 2-1, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, man. And I go, well, there's no point in watching it now, because I've already missed all the excitement, and then obviously missed another goal. The Forest <laughs> well, was a- game ended 0-0. <laughs> Brilliant. Great choices made by John Walker. Um, it was the penalty that was given as a penalty and then changed to just outside the box, which didn't matter because he scored yeah, directly from in. it anyway. Yeah. Um, there was a potential offside that was reversed. Um, it was all, all systems go for, for VAR at the end of that game, but yeah, I was delighted delighted with the price. As we as we spoke about, we just Liverpool just crumble at the moment. Um, we had a really good win midweek there and a, a fairly comfortable win. Um, but even looking at that, when we were 2-0 up, I was like... You could still lose this. It's back to like early 2017 when you're like, ah, we've got a three goal cushion. That just means we might draw this. Um, so, yeah, uh, my outsider was Cayenne versus New York. Um, I backed it for a draw. Cayenne won 1 0. Uh, they scored in the 74th minute. Uh, if you look at the stats for this game, everything was a level up until that goal, and then Cayenne ran away with the game. So, I was like, oh, like after the first half, I was like, this is good. Like, it's equal. It's all pressing. Kyan got the goal and was like, well, fuck, it's time to play some football. Um, still ended up 1-0. Uh, my draw did not come in. Uh, as I mentioned, my charity bet didn't kick off. Um, Western, Western United versus Sydney FC didn't kick off. Roll round to 3pm on Saturday in the Scottish Premiership. <laughs> There's a frozen pitch in Dingwall. Ross County versus Hibbs is my pick of an away win. Also postponed. Which leaves... Mr. Charity, the charity champ here, to fucking nail one uh, with Trabzonspor landing us 16 of those sweet, sweet pounds. Brilliant. Um, and that's not £16 profit. That's no, six, no, that's total. £6, six pound profit. Pounds profit. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you, you were very ambitious with your 6 to 10 shot. Did your game go ahead? No. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, so Trabzonspor won that game 1 0. Uh, they actually got a man sent off after they scored. Um, but I think it was like 90 plus 3 and I went back and, and watched it it was like just folk fighting but you know, I mean people just are like I'll just be petulant to run out the time yeah the guy eventually gets sent off for that so yeah Traps on the sport won that game and we're just rolling that over um, I was not transferring £16 to every little helps yeah but, but that's, that's the price but when £16 goes on the treble that comes in this weekend then it'll be even more helpful um, it's quite funny so you talk about the Turkish League Gordo mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy follows us on Twitter that's like a, a Turkish football correspondent. I've seen that, aye. So I messaged them and was like, yeah, why Why did Stevie Mallon score and hasn't he played the next two games? And he kind of replied, I honestly think it must be a translation, but he said, the coach is racist. <laughs> and I replied saying, ha, 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 ha. And he was like, 
And then he started typing more and more stuff. And he was like, yeah, yeah, after the game, the first training session after the game and Malin scored, the manager had asked who he was. <laughs> or or the sporting director. Somebody had asked who he was and Malin had said that in an interview. Uh-huh. And since then, he's not played. So, That's annoying. So I don't know if there's been a, a miscommunication. But I just really it, I was like, there must be a language mistake here. <laughs> the guy just going, ah, the coach is racist. It's like the, the teams for the teams are all Turkish players, so Malin won't play much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a bit annoying. But yeah. I'm gonna watch the Turkish League though, just in case. Aye, of course. We'll move on to this week's picks. Hopefully most of mine kick off because if Australia has another outbreak of four people in Sydney, all my picks will be gone. All of them, they're all in Australia. My banker is in Australia. It's Sydney versus Brisbane Roar. Um, I'm going very simply goal in the second half in a league that I trust more than anything. Sydney's games since the start of the season, seven league games, have all had a goal in the second half, but averaging over 2.2 goals in the second half. So I'm very comfortable at the odds of 2-9 to nine on this. I've not had a banker in three weeks, by the way. I'm really struggling, which is why I've went to the, the Australian well. Remember last year when you couldn't were on miss. a banker streak forever? Like it was a huge number. Couldn't miss. But I'm going back oh, to the, there'll, there'll be a return to mean soon. Honestly, man, honestly, if, if, if I don't get this banker, I'm going to break down because the A-League is just goal-filled. Um, I actually seen my first nil-nil that I sat through. Yeah, at um, Central Coast, was that the yeah, other day? Not Central Coast, um, what was it? Who was playing? I can't remember uh, who was playing, but it was honestly the worst weather I'd ever seen. It was, it was like you know when you see the, the you know when you see Scottish games in the lower leagues when somebody will take a goal kick and it will blow back. Blow back, the way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly any through ball that the wind behind it was just carrying straight through. And oh, you should be taking shots from everywhere, man. But the problem was the team in the second half that had that advantage were the team that should have been attacking. So the other team were just happy not to have to really deal with anything. It was just mm-hmm. such a bad game, but it, it still had loads of chances, even though it was so bad. But yeah, Sydney v Brisbane, there has to be a goal in this second half. There has to be. 29 is far too generous, even for that. It's going to happen. Okay. My banker is on Sunday at 1pm in the Danish Superliga once again, backing against Horsens, which has been a very, very good thing to do of late. So the match is Horsens v Odense. I'm going to take a or draw, so Odense win or the draw double chance at one to three. Horsens have now lost their last three matches in a row. Their last eleven games have been eight losses and three draws. Um, they have just one victory. Sorry, the last twelve games, eight losses, three draws, and just one victory, and that was a friendly against second division Group One side Middlefart. That's it. That's, <laughs> it. that's all they've ma- that's all they've managed. That doesn't even count. Let's be honest. No. Um, they only have six points all season, having played 16 games. Odin's are solid enough. Their last three matches produced a, a draw with third place Aarhus, <clears> a narrow 2 1 loss to second place Mitchelland, and a good 2 0 win away against uh, a team right next to them in the table, FC Norgeland. So they'll have they'll have more than enough to not lose this game at odds of 1 3. Yeah, I could call. 
Like I can't see it. Like I, it a lot. Yeah. It, it looks really drawish, but I can't see the I can't see Hawson's not I can't see Hawson's I can't see them getting two goals, so it's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll round off the bankers this week. Uh, Saturday night, eight o'clock, it is Real Madrid at Valladolid. I'm taking Real Madrid to win at one to two. Um we talked about this earlier on this season, John, that we both thought Real Madrid were shite. Clearly not, because yeah. <laughs> they've won four out of their last five. Um, they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, Valladolid have won, have taken two points from the last five games. They've lost to worse teams. They lost 3-1 to Huesca, um, who are rank rotten and bottom of the table. Um, I, I can't see Real Madrid not getting a win here. Um, they obviously will be playing in the Champions League. The following week is the only thing I think why the bookies are pricing this slightly higher. Violet aren't even one of these teams that hold out, you know, for like really gritty draws against good teams. They lost to Alaves, they lost to Huesca, they lost to Levante, Valencia. Sorry, Real Madrid just beat Valencia. They beat Hitafi, they beat Huesca, um, and they beat Alaves. So it's all the teams that they've just played against is the, is the same run. I like Real Madrid in this spot, and you're getting them at uh, one to two. Yeah, and do you know the other thing as well that's going to help this is the fact that Atletico Madrid, who have had like seven or eight COVID issues, have yep. dropped, have dropped, have drawn two of the last three games. They've actually kind of let Real Madrid pack in a title race. They I know there's only six points behind. Six point, I know there's a game in hand for Atletico Madrid, but yeah. it's only six points now, which is ridiculously close. Again, after I mean, Atletico Madrid last night shouldn't have drawn against Levante. Honestly, they absolutely battered them with everyone back, um, but. Yeah, that six points is kind of getting a wee bit, getting a wee bit touchy. So yeah. I think that kind of motivation for Real Madrid is there to go and demolish Valladolid at the weekend. Yeah, I mean Valladolid are in a relegation battle. That's the, you know, they're in a relegation battle with all those teams they've already just lost to. Like around them is Alaves, Ibar, Elche, and Huesca, who they've just lost against. Um, so I, yeah, I, I like Real Madrid in this spot, one or two. I'm going back to the A-League, as I said, for my value pick. It's Wellington Phoenix versus Western Sydney Wonders. Western Sydney Wonders, where Ziggy Gordon and Graham Dorans is playing. I'm going over 1.5 goals in the second half at even money. So anything over 1.5 goals. It's happened in every Western Sydney Wonders game this season. Um, I don't think I need any more billing than that. They are the away side. What, what they're really good at is staying in games as well until late on and see the way they play possession football. It can be quite boring until a team attacks them. Similar to the Central Coast game and before you know it, they can be one or two up. Um, Wellington Phoenix get a lot of second half goals as well. They've at least had one in every game. I feel very confident it's a high scoring game. I think with everyone having had uh, the week off as well, players rested. Don't know if Ken Dorans is available just because he was meant to be suspended for a game. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what? See, although I was joking about how quickly they locked down in Australia, the one mm-hmm. thing they did really well, which I think is funny compared to like we have seen Scotland and England do it, is even there's been COVID cases and they haven't wanted people to travel around the country, they've just moved fixtures. Mm-hmm. Like at the drop of a hat, you went, right, there's no, no, no real need to worry about travel. Whereas in Scotland, it's just been like, aye, the team's not playing for four weeks. Those teams aren't involved anymore. So, yeah. Aye, just moved fixtures around. They just brought their games. I it. Being the ones it's missed. Yeah. But anyway... Digress. Saturday morning, over 1.5 goals, second half. Goal Bodie certainly goal. likes it. Goal so, fest coming. Yeah, my, do- my dog really likes that. Apologies yeah, for that. He's been <laughs> careering up to voice his opinion on that match there. Um, um, yeah, like it, John. My value is Saturday at noon in the German Bundesliga's Vice, the second division in Germany. Paderborn versus Sandhausen. Take a home win for Paderborn at odds of 7-10. to 10. 
Um, this is a bet against Sandhausen, and they're terrible, terrible away from home performances. Their last 10 away games, nine losses and one win. That win was against Würzburger Kickers, who are by far and away the worst team in the entire division. Um, so beating them isn't really any great shakes. Paderborn, bang average side, 10th in an 18-team league, ninth best home form record. They should have more than enough to get past 7,000 here. Yeah, you would hope so. That, that's a lot of red in 7,000. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of red, this I love this pick coming up next. Uh, really stepped onto something I think I really like. I will read out the first line that Flash Score have put together about this game because I didn't know that they did previews for Dutch games as well. FC Emmen are now part of an exclusive club along alongside three other sides that have failed to win their o- any games in their opening 22 matches Ooh. of a league season. Say that again. Oh dear. FC oh Emmen are oh now part dear. Yes, oh dear. They have they've played 22 games, drawn 6, lost 16. They are rank rotten. The, um, no, um, no Erste Divisie side has conceded more than Eamon's 31 home league goals, 2.82 on a match average. So my value pick this week, speaking of red, is FC Eamon versus Pex Vola. Now, FC Eamon are rank rotten terrible. They have, <laughs> they have drawn six games, lost 16 out of the start of their season. 22 games they've played without a win. They are mince. And you're getting uh, Pex Vola, a kind of mid-table side to beat them at even money. Now, I think this is a really good spot for um, Zwolle. Zwolle have won this game um, four out of the last five iterations of it being played when when, when Zwolle were playing away from home. Um, they narrowly lost to Feyenoord. They beat Den Haag. They beat Willem Tvai. Uh, they drew with Utrecht and they uh, lost to Groningen. It's their last five away games. FC Emin are, are straight up terrible. They've lost their last five home games in a row. Um I have, when Andy was talking about Horsens, I'd love to see these two teams play. Because, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to take uh, Pex Vola here in this spot at 11 to 10. Yeah, everything that, I'm sounds, at, that sounds yeah. awesome. Everything I looked at there, God, or you said, so I have nothing yeah. to add other than, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> yes. Um, Going back to Australia, Western United versus MacArthur. So this is the two latest teams into this league. So Western United joined last season, MacArthur this season. MacArthur have won the last two games, 4-0 and 2-0. They ought to be really settling into this league. Um, Western United, on the flip side of that, haven't picked up, picked up one win in five. I just going with the form. They looked really good in their 4-0 win. Um, really convincing. Looked like a team that really settled. I just think you're getting too good odds. I don't know why they're placed the way they are, why they're 19 to 10, almost 2 to 1. There was a few things in Australia I was looking at. I was also looking at Central Coast. Central Coast are playing a team that haven't won in the five games and Central Coast are top of the league just now. Central mm. Coast Central Coast are 5 to 2 to win that away game. The reason I don't like it is it's Friday at 6am and I don't want people to have missed a pick. But for anyone who listens quickly, probably the Patreons because they get the video up to date, look at the Central Coast game. They're playing away from home but they're playing a team that haven't won in five in the top of the league. So I'm kind of struggling to see why they're priced so heavily. They might be missing players though. But yeah, I'm going for MacArthur away at Western United. I really like the way MacArthur plays well. Really high press and high tempo. I actually just, people probably understand this now. I'm just a huge fan of the Australian league. Like, like, <laughs> it's just good. 
I enjoy I enjoy teams I enjoy teams that play football on deck and press when other teams have the ball. It's just a fucking it's do you know what do you know what it is? It's now obviously I'm biased from last night. I watched that Celtic Aberdeen game last night and the the least ambition I've ever seen from a team in their position. Aberdeen are third, well, the fourth in the league now, and rightly so, because of just the complete lack of ambition. You Dean Campbell, who's one of the most promising centre midfielders in Scotland. Lewis Ferguson, who's been tipped to moves to the Championship and like with Rangers. Get Ross McCrory, who was playing European football, playing with Rangers, who's an under-21 captain. Get Fraser Hornby, who's a centre-forward, who's an under-21's all-time top scorer. Granted, he's been injured for a bit. And you've got Cam Berry, who scored in the Europa League for Rangers last year. Sorry, God, I've mentioned Cam Berry. Apologies. Johnny Hayes, who's won three titles with Celtic, playing in that team. The team are littered with good players, and they just insist on being so negative. And then I watch Australia. You you could watch a game in Australia without looking at the table, and you would have no idea what position they are in. Absolutely no clue. Aye, it would just be, oh, these two teams can believe they can beat each other. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's All just the time. Oh, I just wish, I really do wish that was the the thing that Scottish football tried to incorporate somewhere, that teams just had a go at each other. Interestingly, the SPL record for cons- consecutive games without scoring is seven. And St. Oh. Johnston, St. Johnston had that record. Right? Aberdeen, I think, are up to six now. Yep. One away. Guess it was St. Johnston manager when they went seven games without scoring. Oh, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> He's on to break okay, his yeah. own record. Do you think that was part of his like, Andy, contract? Andy, is it, how did you find, how, has that been tweeted somewhere? Because that's a belter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I picked up on one of the Facebook groups I was on yesterday. Um, that's amazing. That's, that's that amazing. Is amazing. Yeah. And did you see even the dig that this, this, I'm not just having to go to Aberdeen? It's just my comparison how how good I enjoy, how much I enjoy Australian football. But when Sam Cosgrove has went from Conference to Aberdeen to the Championship. And his first comment in training was it was nice to go back to training that was high intensity. Like, yeah. I've not had that for a few years. You're like, right, so Aberdeen's training is at lower intensity than the English conference, which is sums up everything. Yeah. Aye. But yeah, God, McCarthy beat Western United. Get on it. Goals. Got on it right now. Good man. My outsider, Saturday, 3 p.m. in the English League One, a good traditional kickoff time. Um, Doncaster versus Hull. So these are two teams that are vying for promotion um, up into the championship this year. Hull second in the table, four points ahead just now, fifth place Doncaster. But quite importantly, Doncaster have three games in hand. So they're pretty damn close. I'm going to take a Doncaster win here because I think the odds are too big. They're 11 to 5, so you're getting better than 2 to 1 for the home team. Doncaster are the second best team in the league when considering home games. They've taken 29 points from 14 home matches. Hull, obviously a solid side, leading promotion hopes. But there's really not that much to separate between these two teams. And Hull have been beaten recently. They they do get beaten, uh, both by MK Dons and away at Burton. Um, There are (laughs) 13 instances of this match historically on Flashcore dating back to 2003. Right? That's, that, that's all the information they have on these two sides meeting. Nine times the fixture has been won by the home team and four times it's been a draw. Never been an away win. Um, Doncaster, they have lost their last three games and Hull have just smashed Wigan 5-0, right? which is why I think you're getting this big price on Doncaster. 
But Hull have previous for this after a big away win. They beat Portsmouth 4-0 away in January and their next two away games were then losses. 2-0 to Accrington, 1-0 to Burton. Doncaster's recent losses, both away from home. I'm hoping that they're, they're, they're big losses. Hoping returning to the Keepmoat Stadium will have a bit of a positive effect on them where they've been really good all season. I just think they're even priced in what should be a coin flip here. I, th- I think they're overpriced, sorry, on what should be a coin flip. 11-5. Doncaster. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be even more even odds than that, to be yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like the draw in that game, Andy. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. Very, very possible. That's really, I really like the draw in that game, actually. The odds are really, really good. Um, I just, I, I, I lived in Hull for a few years. I still follow the results. They're one of the teams that I always get the, the breakdown for, and I'm part of the Tigers and Tigers News and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and, and they lose a lot more games than you would expect. I feel like they always seem to struggle when you pick how to win. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm glad to see you back against them. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that one comes in. I've got no real... John has comment on it. I don't have comment on it. So um, I'll round off the banker uh, to the outsider treble um, with Frankfurt versus Bayern Munich. And this is Saturday at 2.30. So the Bundesliga big kickoff time. I like Frankfurt in this spot. Um, having watched Bayern against Armenia Bielefeld the other night, they looked rusty coming back from playing in the, the World Club Championships. Nicolas Sula playing at centre-back for Bayern is one of the slowest players I have ever seen play for that team. He looks he looks exactly like Shane Duffy. Like, he looks... He's, he's, he's huge, right? He's massive. And he was playing against... I can't remember Armenia Bielefeld striker. Um, Boss. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's not him. It's, it's the other boy they signed from... Um, it wasn't from Cologne, but they basically took an absolute kicking from Bielefeld. I, I backed Bayern to come back and win that game, um, and they didn't. They, they got it back to. They kept conceding. Mm. Uh, they kept conceding at the at, like on counter attacks. Frankfurt are in a really really good spot here. They've won four out of their last five games. They demolished Bielefeld. They beat them five one. <laughs> um, they've beat Hertha in that straight Hoffenheim FC for uh, Kelowna. FC Cologne, sorry. Um, Frankfurt won the last meeting uh, when they played at home. They won that game 5-1 against Bayern. Um, I don't like Bayern in this spot at all. It doesn't mean they can't go out and win it, but getting the odds of 16-5 or 3-1 um, for Frankfurt to win this is enough for taking me and the outsider. They looked so, so rusty when they were playing, coming back from that, and they haven't had any uh, respite in that. They also know there's a Champions League game coming the next week. Just looking at some of the stats from it, I really, really like, there's a couple of things I like in this. I, I do like the Frankfurt to win. I do really like that bet, but there's another bet that's standing out to me just because if I can find it, if I can find, I'm trying to find odds for it. Anytime goal scorer, you're getting Andre Silva, who is probably the hottest striker in Europe outside of like the main the main clubs, outside of the top mm-hmm. Champions League clubs. He is eleven to eight to score any time. He's scored six in his last three games. Yeah, there's more. There's more twos next to his name than than like see on the goal thing. There's a yeah. lot of twos. so even him has got a brace in that. But scored eighteen. He scored eighteen goals in twenty Bundesliga games this season. Yeah. So he's the second top scorer behind Lewandowski. I think Haaland's just behind him. He's eleven to eight to score in that game. So you're getting better evens for him to score any time. I really like that and combined with the win. Because you probably get about what six or seven to one for that double, maybe even mm. more if you're yeah uh, 
I really like that. Closer to the time. He will he will score. He's guaranteed to score in that game. Bayern cannot keep clean, clean sheets. I just I've got no confidence in them at the moment. They, that game against Hertha they played the other week where I'd take them as my banker. One 0 flattered them, as Andy yeah. said in that game. Like they didn't go away, but they, they, you know they they don't look impenetrable. And a team on hot form will give them a good game. This feels like that Dortmund. This feels like Dortmund Freiburg. Yeah, it's like a very kind of similar setup. It's a team that will hit them on the counter. Bayern will let them hit them on the counter the way they were playing. Yeah, I really, if really he, like if he starts to at centre back. I'll feel a lot more comfortable at this well, game. Well, he needs to, right? Because he's not got another option now. That's uh-huh. why they've signed Rupert Campbell from Leipzig yeah, for the from summer. Leipzig. Okay, let's go over the charities. So it's going to be £16 of our money on oh a So It's going to be big spending. which, which Charity is, boost. Which is good because my odds are coming in on this check game. So I feel like a bit of a shite bag. But it's still 7-11. to It's still okay odds. Um, it's Seska Bodovic versus Opava. I'm taking the home side. Home side have won the last three games against Ostrava, Tbilisi and Pribram, who are much better away of form than Opava. Opava are the worst away team in the league. They've played nine games, got two points to two draws, scored six in those nine and conceded 21 goals. So they are a minus 15 at home. Sesk have played 19 home games. They've got 14 points. That's four wins and two draws. They are pretty dead even. They scored nine goals, conceded 13. So I don't expect this to be a high scoring game. But I do expect Cesc to get through, get a 1-0 win, um, keep it tight. But I think I think they're nailed on to get a win here. Um, I mean, those are, that's a draw against Pilsan. It's been in that as well. Bohemians who have been travelling well, they've beat them. The only real blemish they have is top table. Slavia Prague pumped them 6-0 at home. So that accounts for like that accounts for almost half of the goals they've conceded at home this season as well. So if you take that game out, they've got a pretty healthy defensive record at mm-hmm. home. Um, drawing against Pilsan is the biggest one for me recently, 1-1, and then going on a three-game win streak. This seems mispriced to me. Um, I mean, it's all red. It's nine defeats out of ten in one draw for Opava away from home. That's a 3-0, 3-1, 4-1, 2-0, 3-1, 4-1 defeat in that list um, of the last ten. Seems very confident, seems very mispriced. Keep on top of it in case I've totally missed something. But yeah, Seska Bodovic, the home side... Like it. League Saturday night. Nice. I am going to boost the odds back to somewhere around respectable overall with <laughs> Aston Villa v Leicester at Sunday, 2 p.m. UK time. We're taking away when I've been really impressed with Leicester when I watched them this year, how direct and how clinical they can be, how they can turn games just by taking the chances that they should take, um, as evidenced by their match against Liverpool last week. They're great away from home. Um, they're only behind the two Manchester clubs in the away from home table, and, and that's only on goal difference. So 27 points from 12 away from home matches. Villa have been good this year. Um, they've, they've overperformed uh, in comparison to what my expectations were for the season from them. But their home form is still very mid-table. 16 points from 10 home games. 11 to, 11 to 8 is what you're getting in an away win, and that's too big for me to pass up. Like it, like yeah. It. Uh, it's really, it's really tight for me. And um, I said too early, but I totally forgot that I was talking shite because Leicester are playing tonight. So there's no way in which we could have recorded this knowing that Leicester do away to Slavia Prague. Yeah, we it, don't know. It, it really, yeah, exactly. It really depends. Like the round of thirty-two is probably still the one where you're going to see Perez and Iniesta play, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not Vardy and Madison. I'd imagine. So 
I can see it having no impact. I can see Leicester resting Vardy Madison and going hell for leather in the English Premiership because unless Leicester get to the quarterfinals, semi-finals are going to be focused on that top four position. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Aston, Villa Leicester- to, Aston Villa seem to have travelled really well this season as well. So I they have. like the fact that they're at home and maybe a bit more onus on them to attack. And that's really when Leicester fucking make teams. pick you apart. Yeah. yeah. Leicester, yeah. Have, um, Leicester are the only team that have stayed in the top four all season. Really? Interesting. Yeah. There you go. So I, I'll, I'll finish off our charity bet with some very spicy odds, 17 to 10. I'm going Oof. to be taking Genoa at home to Verona. Uh, Genoa are on a bit of a tear at the moment. They beat Napoli um, last week. They beat um, Cagliari 1-0. They beat Bologna 2-0. They drew one each with Lazio and they drew two each with AC Milan. Um, Verona have been ranked rotten away from home. They've lost the last three games on the spin. Udinese, Roma and Bologna. So similar teams to um, that Genoa have been beaten. Genoa have won this fixture the last five times it's been played at home um, and they've won it 3-0, 3-1, 2-0, 5 are one of the form teams in that league. If you, they're, they're third in the form table with 11 points from their last um, 11 points from their last five games. Verona have been mince in that spot. Uh, Genoa's most considerable, uh, the most considerable point for me in the Genoa kind of fact, set of facts is they've only conceded one goal in the last five games. They're not conceding goals at the moment. Verona have conceded eight. Um, I, I like this game to be a home win. Uh, I'll let the odds do the talking, 17 to 10. I, I like Christ. it, with the exception of looking deeper into the stats. In general, I seem to want to always give up 60, 70% of the ball. So that's maybe suited when they've played Napoli there. Um and then they get nil nil draw away at Atlanta, but Verona seem to be similar. <laughs> so I, I, I have no idea who's going to do what in this game. Yeah, um, I just I haven't looked at the last five times they've played. Like they've, they, you uh, know, they seem to they seem to win this game at home. Um, so again, those teams change every year, though, don't they? So yeah. Yeah, how much could you? But as it, with as with Celtic and Aberdeen, there's always teams that have a certain hoodoo over the other ones, and I hope that that's Genoa versus Verona. So seventeen to ten there. Yeah. So that'll be a treble. So it'll be Sesk in the, the Czech League, Sesk to beat Opava, Leicester to beat Aston Villa, and Genoa to beat Verona. Um, just a wee reminder, cheat sheet, early access to this episode, live recording on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash trample bet. It's £5 a month, extra episodes, Shelton coming up, UFC events coming up, Andy's cheat sheet, which saves my bacon every week when I have to try and remember what, what the picks were and what the charity bets were. Um, yeah, we'd really, really appreciate your support. Um, it's kind of plateaued we've got the same people that are supporting us every month so if anyone can we'd really appreciate you joining us helping us out help with some of the costs that we've got for this fantastic free podcast and thank you to the people who do continue to support us because it it's really really does help yeah we really we really need it because it's you don't want to be dropping money on a podcast as yeah. long as you can cover your costs you're quite happy which is what we're doing just now but we would like because we're now out the studio and back at home we would like to try and upgrade some of our equipment essentially and get microphones and stuff out because it Maybe does a dog guard for my uh, for my door yeah <laughs> How, how's the fantasy football going actually Andy because I, I still still refuse to log in now especially when I know I'm dead I know I'm uh, well in the, in the trample bet leagues and just the general salary game we have Scott Strang at the top with 1580 points um, but there's people in close contention Chris Jones Kieran Gentry Ben Grant, Ollie Hornby, all above that 1,500-point mark. Um, so all to play for in there. In the draft league, 
Michael Stokes is now four points ahead at the top of the table with previous around Christmas it looked like me, Jason Stott and Andrew Sweeney were the guys to beat but we we have all been on a losing run, some worse than others. Um, so Michael and Jason head the way there. Um, you can see all this and you can get involved in our, our fantasy sports things. Just join our Facebook group, search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook, join the community there. Um, we'll have fantasy baseball coming up soon, which is oh, a million times better than fantasy football. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have the draft for that in the second week of March. Uh, so if anyone fancies getting involved in our fantasy baseball this year, just give me a shout on Facebook. You'll also get access to a lot of good conversation in Facebook um, and our Facebook group. Freddie Quinn, a couple of magic racing tips from Southall. I don't know if you, if you managed to see this, John. A 7-1 to one and a 12-1 to one shot that you fancy both to place. Both did place. Very nice each-way double on that that I know several of the, the group members got involved in. And then there's the usual discussion around uh, high-profile football matches or low-profile low football matches where someone thinks they've found a bit of value. So there's plenty of good stuff here for yeah, I mean, as it's literally Ben Grant. Ben Grant's been back on with hockey this week. Yeah. Michael Stokes has always got the rugby, and we've even got people covering wrestling. It's just there's just there's more. There's, put it this way, that like you just said, Andy, there's more content in that Facebook group than I can keep up with. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so, you just need to you just need to check it at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Podcast Network.